one more little bumpy bump down. Alright, that should be good. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the Time Cover Brothers Podcast. podcast. I'm your host, <laughs> Jacob, joined by my co-host, Colin. Say I'm hello, your Colin. host, Colin, joined by my co-host, Jacob. <laughs> How are you doing, Jacob? I'm great. I'm, I'm a little busy hosting a podcast. Thank you. I am also great uh, oh, wow. hosting a podcast. You know? <laughs> busy day today. We're both hosting podcasts. We are both hosting We're... two separate podcasts, but on the same microphone same penis I, oh it's gonna be a bit chaotic today i on, just woke up on my show because spencer is not here it's chaotic on my show as well <laughs> because i was just woken up by my co-host and just we started recording just now <laughs> we're retarded yeah. bye bye comic that might cost more than a ton come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time so yes, welcome back to our show, the Dime Comic Bros Podcast, where it's usually just three dudes, but today it's two dudes sitting around a microphone, microphone, micro dick, micro penis, talking about comics and comic TV shows and comic movies and comic games and really just anything that anything tickles our fancy that uh, we have gotten, gotten our hands on for the cheap sometimes <laughs> but not all the time mm-hmm. not most of the time honestly spencer loves to drop his stimmies on whole dc events like future state and i like to drop my stimmies on anything like mignola yeah, yeah. or, or uh, sean murphy you've got <laughs> some sh- hot posters in the other room yeah i spent a lot of money on sean murphy mike mignola and uh daniel warren johnson his three daddies Yes. So, it is a news week this week, and oh my gosh, we have a lot of news to talk about. And we're gonna fucking talk about none of it. Yep. Okay, so... Just kidding. Um, we are probably gonna zip through it because we are the two children in this relationship. Uh-oh, he fucked it up. He did. So, DC... It's fine, I see it, though. DC's first, and then uh, Marvel's yeah. the second one. I just noticed that. Yep. All right. Our editor, that's why he was fired this week. Yeah, our editor got fired. We just shoved the big stick up his butthole and told him to sit it out. That big stick up his butthole is Rachel. From DC.com. DCComics.com. Fucking eat my ass, okay? (laughs) From DCComics.com. DC joins fans from all over the world in mourning the passing of George Perez. As a writer, co-plotter, penciler, and inker, George Perez left an indelible mark on the world of comics, bringing pleasure to a legion of fans and influencing a whole generation of creative talent. Quote, George Perez had an art style that was both dynamic and incredibly expressive. End quote. Said DC publisher and chief creative officer Jim Lee. Quote, his art was the perfect storytelling canvas for some of the most important events in DC history. While he will be sorely missed, his work will live on with countless numbers, number of fans, as well as all the talent he, he's influenced over the years. End quote. While at DC, Perez's art style was the perfect fit for the new Teen Titans with writer Marv Wolfman. Together, they changed the face of Team Comics comic books while elevating the status of several DC characters once thought of merely as sidekicks, 
Pires was also the artistic force behind the groundbreaking crisis on Infinite Earths, the maxi series that only that not only celebrated DC's 50th anniversary but radically restructured DC character continuity. Quote, just like all of the comic book fans that he was always so overjoyed at meeting at the signing or convention, I'll forever cherish the time that I got to spend with George, end quote, said DC Editor-in-Chief Mari Javins. Javins? Sure. Sure. Quote, he was a -a one-of-a-kind person that brought so much joy to the world, and and we are all better for having known George and his impressive body of work, end quote. Recently, his groundbreaking work on DC and Marvel crossover JLA Avengers was reprinted with proceeds benefiting the Hero Initiative, the charity de- dedicated to helping comic book creators in medical or financial need. Oh, I see what he did. So he, Spencer, morphed two articles together. So on the same topic from Marvel... Mm. Marvel Comics pauses to reflect upon the life and career of beloved writer and legendary artist George Perez, who is widely known and respected for his incredible talent, kindness, and generosity in the comics community and beyond. During his career at Marvel, he contributed to several ongoing titles, such as The Avengers, The Inhumans, and Fantastic Four. He also co-created Marvel's first Latin American superhero and first Puerto Rican mainstream character Hector Ayala, a.k.a. White Tiger, which inspired more heroes under the same alias. George won numerous awards, starting with the Eagle Award in 1979 for his time on the Avengers number 167 and 168, and 170 through 177, and two Eagles after that. He also received an Ink Pot Award, several Comic Buyers Guide Fan Awards, and a Jack Kirby Award for Best Finite Series two years in a row. Most recently, George received an Inkwell Award, specifically a Lifetime Achievement Award in inking. George made an indisputable impact on the comics community and its fans. He was well known for being a friendly and approachable creator, particularly for his warmth, generosity, and kind nature. He will be deeply missed by all that knew him and were touched by his many decades of work. Well... This sucks. Yeah, this is a big one. He had... We're uh, losing all the big ones he, here, buddy. He, he touched a lot of things, that like huge events and stuff. Yeah. Moving on to a lighter note. <laughs> the CW has canceled Legends of Tomorrow after its seventh season. Batwoman after its fourth season. One of the better ones, right here, right here. Naomi, after its first, I have no fucking idea what Naomi is. I, I just we, saw a trailer. Remember, yeah, we saw a yeah, trailer. We covered it and said, I don't know what that is. No and one knows what it is. Never heard of it again. I've only seen like ads and like comic book issues. So, this leaves three CW verse shows currently running The Flash on its ninth and potentially final season. Which so, is fine by me, because I by me. saw three done. seasons and was like, all right. I only watched two. It was bad. Superman and Lois currently airing its second season. Which I've heard really good things about. It's not bad. I haven't seen it. I've only seen, like, the first five or six episodes. Not terrible. Not always my thing. I might go back to it, but 
Spencer has ranted and raved about it, so that makes me not want to watch it. Because so. Spencer's Spencer likes to rant and rave about weird things sometimes. Well, no, he likes it, so that's why I don't want to watch it. Because you don't like his taste. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes his taste can be a little f- meh. Yeah. And Stargirl with a third season on the way. Don't I care. I don't care. There are also two shows working their way down the pipeline. Ugh! Justice U, where John Diggle trains team. Trains a team of five young metahumans. Sounds awful. Yep. And Gotham Knights, which follows Bruce Wayne's rebellious adopted son in the wake of Bruce's murder as he's forced to forge an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies after they are all framed for killing the caped crusader. See, that came close. It follows Batman's kid after Batman's been killed. That sounds cool. But then you include... We're a game called Gotham Knights 2. Yeah, I figure that's why it's coming. But then you include all of Batman's enemies' kids, and it's just going to be Teen Titans, but CW-verse cringe. Yeah. It's going to suck. And it's probably going to work hand-in-hand with the video game, maybe. Mm, That video game... Does not look good. What's funny? Okay, hot take. Ooh. I actually... I saw the glider, and I saw the, like, force jump or whatever, and I'm like... That's not bad. My first initial thought was that's kind of cool. Was that no. last week or something? Yeah. All right. And then and then I and then I heard people were freaking out because it's like fucking Fortnite glider <laughs> and fucking force jump. What the fuck is this? And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about Fortnite glider. I just thought, oh, that's kind of clever. So I didn't see the press release about the game, but I've seen some bad bad news on it. So I I have to look into it more. People are just saying that the fighting looks clunky. But I mean, I mean, it's I, still in post production, pre production. Yeah, so. and also people are freaking out because like how Nightwing gets around the city is like, you know, they don't have capes except for Batgirl and Robin. Yep. So like, Nightwing could have a glider. You could just do that. Like he has wing gliders in the in like certain comic yeah, books like or whatever. Yeah, like a squirrel suit. Yeah, like that. You can do that. Or but they just gave him like a glider that like appears out of nowhere. <laughs> sure, whatever. And then. Jason Todd, he has they they all have grappling hooks, but Jason Todd like because he came back from the dead after like the Lazarus pit, he has like the Lazarus force powers or whatever. Whoa. So like he can jump, he can jump on the air. Hmm. It's weird. This doesn't sound great. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to sound I didn't think it was going to be great. Watch pull up a recording of me when we first started talking about like the yeah. first news of it. Like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I don't care right now. I was immediately turned off by it when they first announced it because they said it was going to be a co-op game. That makes me cringe really hard inside. You don't like co-op games? No, yeah. I play video games because I don't have friends and I don't want friends. <laughs> you have friends. Not not counting you. No. Okay. Spencer doesn't count either. He's not my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me then. I'll just go fuck myself. Prove it. (laughs) From DCComics.com If you've ever dreamed of exploring the DC universe, then the new collection of DC animated shorts, DC Showcase, colon, Constantine, hyphen, the House of Mystery, will blow you away. Blow me? Away. Ooh. (laughs) 
we're both too tired to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> this disparate batch of tales takes you through multiple time periods and genres from the dystopian world of Kamandi colon the last boy on earth to the candy colored 1960s of blue beetle to the wartime mashup of the losers to the unimaginable horror offered by the collections all new short constantine hyphen the house of mystery all these shorts ended up inhabiting these different time periods and places within the DC universe. Supervising producer Rick Morales noted, the powers that be asked me if I would be interested in doing a few shorts. I said yes and began talking to writer Jim Krieg about it. He already had the idea to do this Constantine short and it became clear very quickly that this would be the linchpin short. Constantine the House of Mystery picks up where the magician's last appearance in Justice League Dark Apocalypse War left off as John Constantine deals with the consequences of messing with reality. DC Showcase Constantine the House of Mystery is now available on Blu-ray and digital 4K. That's weird. Um, I mean, some of those sound cool, but like where it takes place, that's weird because at the end of that movie, Flash goes back in time and rewrites reality again. So basically Flashpoint. They already had a flashback, but yeah, it happens again. Um, so this I don't, that's weird. Sounds like they made the Constantine short, and it was too short, and they were like, "Ah, shit, we should make some other things," and threw random bullshit at the wall, and bundled it together with the Constantine short because they only talk about the Constantine short from the announcement on. So, hmm. can we skip this one? That's all I'm saying is hmm. I don't really care about this one. Um, what is it? Neil Gaiman is back at Marvel doing something Spider-Man-y, it looks like. For more information, uh, PM Spencer on Twitter. (laughs) From Marvel.com, fans will return to the Spider-Verse this August in a brand new Edge of... Spider-Verse limited series by Dan Slott, Mark Bagley, and more. Over the course of five issues, Edge of the Spider-Verse will introduce brand new Spider-Heroes as well as a catch-up with classic favorites such as Irana, Spider-Man Noir, Spider-Gwen, and Spider-Man India. Each (laughs) thrilling issue will continue three stories packed... Each thrilling issue will contain three stories packed with... Debuts, new status quos, and seeds for an overarching saga that will set the stage for the end of Spider-Verse, a new epic launching later this year. Quote, Marvel has decided to do the unthinkable go big and bring the saga of the comic book Spider-Verse to a fiery conclusion. End quote. Slot shared with Polygon. What? Quote, yes, that's right, later this year, we shall all bear witness to the end of the Spider-Verse, end quote. Do you really think it's going to be the end? No. I don't think it is. I think it's funny that out of a list of spider variants, they just have Spider-Man India. (laughs) Spider-Man colon India. Is that, that sounds really bad, right? Yeah. Doesn't that sound bad? Because you've got Aranya, you've got... Spider-Man Noir or Noir Spider-Man, you got Spider-Gwen and then Spider-Man India. Like it's Spider-Man like his own name or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Spider-Man India. (laughs) Look, 
<laughs> it's Spider-Man India. Look at him swing through town. <laughs> that feels bad. That feels like not okay. <laughs> this is why Spencer isn't allowed to take weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> From comicbook.com, this year marks Ghost Rider's 50th anniversary, and Marvel is celebrating with a special one-shot that puts the spotlight on the spirit of vengeance's past, present, and future. Oogabooza. Comicbook.com can exclusively reveal Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever number one from writer Benjamin Percy and artist Juan Jose Rip, and a cover by Bjorn Behrens. The anniversary one-shot ties into Percy's current run on Ghost Rider while also paying tribute to the creators who came before him. Readers will be introduced to a new character named Necro the Tattooist who will give Johnny Blaze a warning about his future. For the 50th anniversary of Ghost Rider, I wanted to do something epic, so I dreamed up an issue that channeled and celebrated the wild legacy of all the creators and stories who came before me, Ghost Rider... Ghost Rider, writer, Benjamin Percy, told comicbook.com via email. I did so by interweaving a larger story about Johnny Blaze in the present with smaller stories that spotlight Danny, the Midnight Suns, Ghost Rider 2099, and more. So many and so much more, including never-before-seen iterations of the Spirit of Vengeance. We'll travel to the far past and the near future, and the frame for all of this involves a new haunting character known as Necro the Tattooist. He brings to the surface the secrets we carry beneath our skin. Juan Jose Rip is the artist assigned to this special anniversary issue, and he is especially brilliant at conjuring beautiful nightmares. Brace yourself. This issue will leave its burnt rubber mark on you. But wear on me asshole Ooh, i'm in nice uh i think it's kind of funny that the ghost writer writer (laughs) talked to comicbook.com via email like you couldn't even zoom call in that's really not selling interest in your own comic i'm Mm -mm. sorry Mm -mm. but it sounds cool it sounds like spider-verse for ghost writer From comicbook.com, DC human, DC's Human Target maxi-series is getting a new edition. DC announced plans to publish Tales of the Human Target, a 48-page one-shot that will expand upon the world of Tom King and Greg Smallwood's buzzed about series. The one-shot anthology will be written by King with art by an impressive array of artists including Smallwood, Michael Jannon, Raphael... Oh, Albuquerque, and Kevin McGuire. All of them will be teaming up to tell stories of what happened before Chance drank the poison intended for Lex Luthor, which kicked off the events of the Human Target late last year. In this one-shot anthology, Christopher Chance teams up with members of the Justice League International, some of whom already are prominently involved in this story in four connecting mysteries and one of them may be responsible for the poison that has the human target living on borrowed time the issue will feature a main cover by smallwood which is reminiscent of hard-boiled detective novels of the 60s and 70s that's the cover yeah i've seen that go around and 
It looks pretty cool. It does. It looks quite cool. I don't understand what it's about, though. No, me either, but I might jump in on that one. That looks cool. Yeah, I've, I've heard a bunch of people talking about it. I heard Jeff was... was uh, oh, you mean our patron saint, Jeff Lawrence? Yes, our patron saint, our saint taint, Jeff Lawrence. Wow. What was he saying? Uh, he was just saying that he wanted to get into it. And he's... I think he was... I think he knew a little bit about it, but I cannot remember... That was uh, back at the concert. That was last night. <laughs> there was a long sleep and a lot of alcohol in between. <laughs> yes, yes, there was actually. <laughs> um, there's no citation for this one. Sony expands their Spidey universe with an El Muerto film starring Bad Bunny. It enters the ring on January 12th, 2024. I don't fucking know what that is. Yeah, and I don't really care. Bad Bunny sounds like a porno name. So, uh, last on the list, Lucasfilm and Disney Plus have released the first full trailer for the Disney Plus exclusive limited series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi! Obi-Wan. It's based in Mexico. Mexico, and it's all yellow! (laughs) Sepia. (laughs) <laughs> it premieres May 25th and we will be covering it weekly on this show which is why I did not watch the full trailer because I don't want to see any more until it releases yeah I didn't watch the full trailer either yeah that my good man is the end of the news unless you have something else that you'd like to include nope Spencer's pregnant fuck I mean, it, he's it started the show like two weeks ago, but finally made it. You're an asshole. I know. <laughs> You're such an asshole. Speaking of so many multiverses, would you like to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? Oh, we are talking about it? Yeah, we're talking Jeez. about it, dude. Okay. So we went, all three of us, on Mother's Day. We didn't spend time with our mothers. We went to the movie theater <laughs> and held hands watching. Yep. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Um, I couldn't tell in our promotional picture on Instagram if you were just pointing at mommy. I'm picking her nose. Or if you were picking her nose. I'm picking her nose. Wow. I'm helping her out. Mommy's nose. Mm -hmm. Mommy. Um, It's good. It's quite good. (laughs) It is. For me, it kind of felt like it was all over the place, but not like in a bad way. You know, it was good. I don't think I'll watch it again. Whoa. I don't... Marvel movies, I just, I don't really watch them again, some of them, yeah, but, it's good, it's really good, it is one of the better Marvel movies, especially with the newer ones, uh, new movies that we have coming out in Phase 4, but, um, I was very excited to see more of Doctor Strange, and more of Mommy, and... It was genuinely strange there were a lot of strange effects and and multiverses it felt like a comic book yeah like an actual comic book it was like oh there's all these weird elements because now in in the marvel cinematic universe that we're in we have all these movies that have set up so much backstory and like so many like little trails that we never followed up on and now we're able to use them in other movies and it feels more like a comic book because that's what comic books do. Even just when he's jumping through multiverses, there's just such weird things happening. Like, mm-hmm. they turn into paint people at one point. Yeah, like How the fuck does that work? It, it's so weird. 
stop. It felt like frames in a comic book, and it was mm-hmm. very good. It was good. Um, um, there's most of the CGI was super good except for the third eye. So Spencer loves to like. I know. He, I knew he was about to argue with yeah, me on that. He was. He, he was like, "It's a third eye. That's not how it works." I'm like, "I know how to fuck. I know how the concept of the fucking third eye works. You dumb asshole." Shut the fuck up. It just didn't look right. It didn't look good. It, and it didn't have the same shading so, or shadows around it as the two realized it. So the whole point so if you're gonna make a third eye, right? Yeah. This third eye, they drew they rendered it to look like a regular eye, correct? So if you're gonna make it look like a regular eye, make it look like the regular eyes. As opposed to if they wanted to get away from trying to make it look realistic. They could have added like, I don't know, black fog around it, or like, like mystical, like whatever's, like green and yellow, like weird magic swirlies going going around it, right? You could have done magical stuff if you wanted to make it. If you wanted to use that excuse of third eye, don't look the same. That's fine. Then it would look so much better. But since it's meant to look like a regular eye, it looks boring. And it doesn't look good. It kind of looks 2D in some shots. It looks flat. It is. It looks flat. It's too dark. Yeah. Because there's too much shading around the eyes. It's not like it's just a fucking thing, you know? It's mm-hmm. not like it's, um, uh, it's got, it doesn't have like a magical aura around it or whatever. They could have done something like that. So... It's been out for two, two and a half weeks mm-hmm. by the time this episode releases. So, spoilers ahead. Mephisto confirmed. Mephisto's actually in this movie. And he he's actually the whole reason why Wanda is a bad guy. Because he tricked her into like wanting to have kids. And she doesn't actually really want kids. But he's like, you want kids. And she's like, oh, he's, baby fever! He's the one that inseminated her. Yeah! That's why she act- has kids. Yeah, we get a flashback to the sex scene. It was hot. Yeah. All right, so big, actu- big red rocket. Actual spoilers ahead. <laughs> Spencer's going to be so pissed. Oh, He just heard this and just drove his car off a cliff. He just right turned. I can hear that in the future already. <laughs> Actual spoilers ahead. The Illuminati is in this movie, and I didn't know, I don't know if that's a comic book it is. thing. I mean, I know about the actual myth of the Illuminati, but I don't know Marvel's take on it. It's a comic book thing. Um, All those characters are the Illuminati in the comics. Really? Yeah. I thought... <laughs> Pretty much. Interesting. At least for Professor X, and like I think Tony Stark is actually technically in it. And, Gross. And some... Like, some I don't know much about it, but I know it's a thing. And when I knew it was a thing, even though I knew it was a thing when they said it the first time, I get, I went... Right. I was like, what? Because I think the Illuminati is a dumb fucking name. It kind like, of is. It's got so much stupid, like... I don't know, like, stupid ideas around it yeah. over the years. So it's just the idea it. of the Illuminati is funny at this point. So, like, why actually have that as your name yeah um professor x had this super cool wheelchair it looked like a modified yellow punch buggy and i love it 
It's like the one in the comics. I love it. And his mental effects actually had the circles going out from yeah. his brain. That's cool. That was my favorite part. It's not just like sitting and wobbling and and whatever. It's yeah. like an actual like. Actual wom, 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 wom. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like the meme, and I love it. It's so good. Also, what's his face? As what's his face was really nice. Uh, Black Bolt. No, talking about what's his face. Oh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. I thought that was good. I mean, we are in spoiler territory now. That's just true. So, oh, I love that Black Bolt got murdered the way he did. He, He's like, his mouth got taken away and he freaked out. And he said got, something his and he got died. morphed Matrix style. Yeah. And he said a word and it blew the back of his brain out. He didn't even say a word. He went like, and it went, that shit. Okay, so that was the coolest part about the whole movie. I yeah. love that. I sat I, there, I, and that whole scene went through, and I was still only thinking about how Black Bolt died. I'm like, seriously, dude. Like, I sat there shocked as well. I was like, that. They included that in a PG 13 movie. He just ate a bullet on screen. It's awesome. Holy crap. And they, the way it indented his fucking head. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like, uh, and then like red, but like they actually showed everything. Yeah. His, that was fucking his awesome. His eyes turned all bloody. Like, it was disgusting. It, that was fucking it was metal. fantastic. It was awesome. Also, zombie, zombie, um, Doctor Strange was so cool. Yeah. I was, when they buried him at first, I'm like, I wonder what's going to be made out of that. I didn't watch any of the other trailers. Right. So I didn't know there was a zombie. Right, me either. So, like, I was like, I wonder, they wouldn't do that unless there's a reason to, like, have him in this. And they did. That was I, cool. I really the liked fucking it. cape he made out of the souls? That was sick as shit. I want to steal that idea and put it in, like, a comic book or something. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. This, this movie definitely pushed its PG-13 rating. And oh, I, yeah. I love it. It, it made it interesting mm -hmm. it wasn't like ah we're gonna slap an r rating on it and it's gonna be super mild it was like no actual things happen <laughs> it hit every pg-13 it could yeah <laughs> it was great um and why is she named america i don't know that bothers me but that America Chavez was very, very, very close to what she is in the comics. It looked oh, she like, is a comic book character? Yep. It looked like they ripped her straight from the comics, like, 100%. It looked very, very close. I did some homework on it. I don't get why she's called America. That's so weird, because they were talking about, we need to save America, and I was, like, trying not to giggle, because right. I'm like, what am, I, what am I watching again? I watched the whole movie, like, is that really her name, or is it... Merka? Mergo? What? Yeah. I don't... That was a bad choice. I think that's a bad naming choice. I would have I would have changed her name in the movie. It seems 100% intentional, and I don't really care why. Watch watch as I say this. It's like there's a whole big meaning and like a whole big reason yep. in the comics why she's called a miracle. It's political. Not, not political, but it's <laughs> like a, such a... It'd be so dumb if it's political, but like it might be actually... I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else do we have for spoilers? Oh, somebody at work was like grilling me. He was trying to talk to me about it, but he hasn't seen it. I'm like, I don't want to spoil it for you. And he continued to complain about spoilers he's seen. Some of them were 100% fake and I pretended like they were real. So <laughs> That's awesome. That was pretty fun. The only spoiler I got was that we got Mr. Uh, Fanta Mr. Fantastic. 
Oh, yeah. That showed up on my TikTok. TikTok bad. Reddit good. I don't know if I have any other spoilers. Um, Spencer has an incredible hate boner for Danny Elfman and the music, but I wasn't bothered by it. It was just music. It didn't stand out as really good or really bad in my mind. No. But he loves to bitch about it. Spencer just loves to fucking bitch. Okay? He does. Um, but we love him, though. Love you, Spencer. So he has seen it four times. I've only seen it the once. Me too. And I thought, well, I guess I fell for it. Uh, I thought that Scarlet Witch dies at the end because she Samson's a tower on top of herself. And apparently that is a fake out. So, yeah. yay. Apparently she signed on for like nine more movies or something. Oh, so. yeah. I, she was not going to die. We, we still have to find White Vision and shit like that. <gasps> yeah. Ship of Theseus. Ship of Theseus. I saw a meme today where it was like... One, um, Scarlet Witch and Agatha fighting, and it's like two chicks bitch slapping each other, and then it's like White Vision and Dead Vision or what, whatever. Dead Vision? I love that. Arguing, and it's like two Chads. old dudes with huge white beards, like, arguing over their stack of books. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It was awesome. Their stack of books. Uh, I'll try That's to the see. way to fight. I can find it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Multiverse of Madness. Pretty good. It is quite good. I'll, I will buy a copy of it. I, I'll watch it again. I would only buy a copy to, of it if I was already collecting Marvel movies, which I am not. Hmm. Not even good ones, though? No, because how I am with things, if, if so if there's a series of movies, mm-hmm. and they are all the same mm-hmm. story, like a part of it, yeah. I have to have them all. Okay. I have to. Yeah. So like... Um, when I bought Justice League. Right. You had to get... I had to get the rest. Right. That's just how it is. I mean, wait, that was wait, easy. Wait. But now I need a new Justice League because a uh, fucking co-worker never gave it back. And he got fired, so... Well. After... What? Are we going to start topics? Yes. Can I go first? A dime comic bros first, ladies and gentlemen. Colin wants to go first on topics. <laughs> Fuck you. And now I need to think up a question. No, no, no. <laughs> Fuck you. No, I watched an incredibly good show that came out in 2019 that I remember hearing ads for forever, and it used to be a YouTube original, one of YouTube's only good shows. Wayne. Continue. After the death of his father, a good-hearted 16-year-old vigilante sets out with his new friend to get back his dad's stolen 79 Trans Am. So, um, main character is Wayne and Del, this girl that he's loved for a long time. They're like teenagers, but it doesn't, it's not like a teenage drama. It's just like a fun, it's a dramedy, but it's... Um, it kind of works like a comic book. It kind of acts like a comic book. It's ten, it's ten episodes, and this kid Wayne, his dad dies, he burns down the house with his dad's dead body in it, and he grabs his dad's awesome fucking motorcycle, goes to his friend Dell's house that he just met, and he's like, hey, do you want to come with me to Florida to get my car back that my mom stole from him? And he, she's like, uh, hell yeah, and so then she gets he gets in a fight with with her dad and her brothers, he 
stops his bro- her, her brothers and bites his da- her dad's nose off, and then they go set on their adventure to Florida. The whole events that, that happen is just it's such a good it's actually such a good show is that it? I got pissed off how the ending was because now you have to wait for a season two, and the season two is like written and mapped out. Now they're just waiting for actors to like have free time right. for them to start recording. Is this animated? No, it's it, live action. Live action. All live action, and actually, I could only tell maybe like once or twice cgi i could only tell that there was like cgi in certain shots i'm like that's cgi but it wasn't it was fine because it was like a quick second like instead of having an actual broken window like on a car it was like cgi shattered but that's but it was fine because the car was spinning out of control it wasn't focusing on the car right. like screen right so it didn't matter interesting so it was okay certain cgi's like that's fine also this kid um, he has, like, his whole thing is that he wants to, like, right the wrongs for other people. Like, he sees a bully, like, beating on someone. He kicks the shit out of them. Like, one, one character was being blackmailed, um, for a video. Like, they're gonna post this video about something to do with her, and if... They didn't get twenty. If they didn't get twenty bucks a month from her, or like a week or whatever, twenty bucks a week from her, they would post it. And so what he did was he found his buddy that um, knows about computers because Wayne knows nothing about technology. He's like Encino Man, and they keep making that joke the entire movie, the entire show. Uh, he doesn't know about technology. Gets his buddy and gets his buddy to delete everything. Um, after the fact of beating the shit, finding the kid's house, coming into his house and beating the shit out of him with a garden gnome attached to a chain. <laughs> it's such, it's so funny in the ways that he attacks people and he like carries around a hammer and his favorite comic book character is Conan the Barbarian. He's like always like buying those comics. He's just such, it's such a good show. I love it because this kid is like he's that he seems like he's on the spectrum because of like this is and how it that's has to be. why colin likes yes this is exactly <laughs> why the first five i texted you guys it's like the first five minutes um this kid is listening to punk and metal in front of this girl that he just met and he's dancing and he's awkward and doesn't know how to talk to her correctly i relate how did you watch this i watched it on amazon ah, prime amazon video interesting mm-hmm it was really good. Does that mean Amazon is going to be yep. the one to re-up it? Yep. Fascinating. Because mm-hmm. um, it leaves on a cliffhanger. How many episodes Ten. are there? Ten episodes in like 40 minutes each. Interesting. It's really good. What would you rate it? I would rate this like a solid like 7 out of 7. That's not how call-in numbers work. Yes, it does. I'm confused. 7 out of 7. Seven out of seven cupcakes. Seven out of seven Hot Wheels out of... Seven Hot Wheels out of seven dryer sheets. See, that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. That That's that's pretty impressive. It is really good. I actually, once I finished the show, I started it over. <laughs> that's how much I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I read... 
the Green Lantern Omnibus 2, oh. written by Jeff Johns. So Damn. it collects Green Lantern number 26 through 52, Final Crisis Raid to the Red Lanterns number 1, and Blackest Night 0 through 8. It is 1,040 pages long. Cheers, buddy. So it starts with a couple of epilogue issues from the Sinestro, Sinestro Core story arc, which uh, Volume 1 ended with. It helped remind me uh, where I was in the story. Injustice kind of messed me up a little bit by killing Oa and making Superman a Yellow Lantern, so it was a nice refresher to be like, oh, that was something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Secret Origins... Uh, Alright, so there was a story arc called Secret Origins. It was seven issues long. It helped retcon a couple of things and also included a lot of detail about Atrocitus because the next story arc was Rage of the Red Lanterns. It was four issues. This is where the book gets good after so many issues of like, ugh. Um, Red Lanterns are freaking disgusting. They projectile vomit their own blood because the mm-hmm. red light from their ring replaces their blood in their veins. Mm-hmm. The blood is a weapon, so they puke on their enemies and then their enemies catch fire. So the blood getting puked catches fire. That's it's awesome. Freaking disgusting. <laughs> That's metal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also introduces the blue lanterns and how OP they are, or are they? It turns out they. Uh, that. Hope, the Blue Lanterns, Mm -hmm. needs or feeds off of the willpower of the Green Lanterns. So they're symbiotic. Uh, So together, Blue and Green Lanterns are OP. This logic kind of falls apart because Blue and Green make yellow. Mm -hmm. So hope and willpower equals fear. Or no, Blue... I'm kind of reading into it, but... Yellow and Blue make green. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) you're so close (laughs) it still doesn't make sense hope hope and fear make willpower hope and will make fear power I don't think so Uh, next is Agent Orange it's four issues long orange is the color of greed or avarice I think they call it Yeah. turns out to be one dude wearing a ring but he absorbs other ring bearers from other colors and he takes their rings and their likenesses and basically conjures up anybody he's absorbed it's only one lantern right yeah because it's greed there's only one right so uh anybody he absorbs becomes he uses that person or persona in his army of orange light i guess Mm -hmm. um Tail the core is frigging disgusting. A guardian is bleeding black goo from his eyes, and it's gushing onto a book. That's how he's writing uh, the the black book, uh, and it's the the lead up to Blackest Night. I noticed it in the cover of this omnibus, but there's a panel in this issue that seems like a good time to express every single time they show all the colors of the rings it's lined up in Roy G. Biff and it just makes my OCD brain happy the little monkey brain is so happy that the colors are in order Uh, Blackest Night prologue tells the origin story of William Hand the bad guy of Blackest Night holy crap I'm amazed at this issue it's dark 
enough, showing his psychosis, you know, killing animals and sleeping with skeletons. Like, just as a little boy, it, it starts with him growing up. Uh, and at the end, he kills his family and then blows his own brain out in a full-page spread. It's fucking awesome. It's disgusting. What uh, a real man. But the, the Black Light, Black Lantern, only works with dead people. So that's kind of its shtick. So he had to be dead to be the the Black Lantern Supreme or whatever. His dad works worked in a morgue, so Han's suit is made out of a body bag with his company's logo on his chest, which is also the logo for the Black Lanterns. It also, it kind of looks like the Double Wears Prada logo. Huh. It's wicked cool. That's cool. Uh, Blackest Night 3, Hawkwoman tells Hawkman that Hawkman fighting Green Lantern makes her hot, and that grossed me out. Blackest Night 4, we see my boy, my boy, Azrael, as a Black Lantern. (laughs) What? Uh, Also, Scarecrow is sad he can't be a Yellow Lantern because he isn't scared by anything but the Batman. Flash quickly appoints Mira and Adam to stand in as head of the Justice League because at this point, almost everybody in the Justice League is dead. Um, So Mira is basically replacing Wonder Woman and Adam is replacing Superman. And it was a nice little point because Adam asks what uh, what makes the Flash basically like part of the Justice League. Like, what's so special about him? Like... How is he part of the Justice League? And Mira said that it's just him being the Flash. Like, he doesn't need a reason. No, the Flash is fucking awesome, yeah. bitch. At the end, Hand reaches 100% power. So this is the fourth... We're halfway through Blackest Night, and it was like... Um, Hand was leveling up slowly, like one percentage at a time. So he finally hits 100% power and plants his Master Lantern on top of his home slash the morgue. Uh, Parallax Rebirth 1 and 2. The Spectre is now an OP Black Lantern. So Hal frees Parallax, which is how this series started. He gets Parallax out of the Green Lantern because somebody thought that was a good idea. to, Or no, he, he was possessed by Parallax. They throw him in the Green Lantern to jail him and then split him up. Whatever. He frees him and is possessed by Parallax again to go Super Saiyan to beat Spectre <sighs> as a black hand. Uh, they finally allow Scarecrow to be a Yellow Lantern and it looked great. Also, Lex Luthor was an Orange Lantern. He stole it away from yeah. the dude. Uh, that was kind of a weird choice. I didn't really... I could see that. Yeah, I mean, He's I could... super fucking greedy. kind of see it, but it wasn't like, who's the greediest character in DC world? I don't know. I wouldn't have come up with Lex Luthor immediately. I... That's the first thought for me. Weird. Who would you think of? I don't know. See? First I haven't thought. really thought about it. Exactly. First thought, go. Well, now that he's there, it's, I can't think of anybody else. It's cheating. Ha! Uh, Mira was also a Red Lantern. So, spooky booba. Blackest Whoa. Night, 7 and 8. Uh, Sinestro's possessed by the Entity, which is the White Lantern mm. God. Which Isn't that the God of the Universe? Kind of like Parallax is the God of the Yellow Lanterns. Oh. So Sinestro kind of sacrifices 
Can I? Can I? Can I? I'm trying to get into a comfortable spot where it doesn't move. It's like Sinestro basically sacrifices himself, despite being a little greedy, and is like, "No, I'm gonna do it this time." So it's kind of a redemption arc, sort of. Uh, So when he takes that, the the white rings eventually spread to everyone fighting Necron, the god of the Black Lanterns. Um, which realized everyone that was killed for this whole freaking story except realized. for Batman. Batman's been dead since Final Crisis. And they kind of used that a little bit. He was a Black Lantern for like one page. And then that was it. Um, Batman's been dead? Yeah. He died in Final Crisis and came back sometime after Blackest Night. Weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Because it kind of seems like his time... It, it would have been... Fitting for Batman to reign in Blackest Night. Mm-hmm. There's several ideas that come to my mind of what you could do with that. But also, it's kind of nice to be like, that's too easy. We're just going to axe Batman and not use him. And kind of have this event without him. So, props. Sure. It wraps up with a white lantern, a small one, landing somewhere on Earth. <sighs> Cover price of this book is one twenty-five. Amazon kind of deleted my purchase history, and I got it a little while ago. So doing some simple math, I got it for like 90-ish. Nice. I would have said I got it for 80, but I don't know. It's currently $74 on Amazon right now. Okay. Absolutely worth $74. Like, go buy it right now. (laughs) Because these three omnibuys are really freaking good. I have not had a complaint about them. It's mostly self-contained, and it's quite enjoyable. It's a huge freaking book, and it just burns by so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty, and the story read, reads easy. Good, good stuff. Good, good stuff. I got one more omnibus to go, and it's going to take me a while. <laughs> I believe it. So, so, this one's going to be a short one. I read the first issue of Jurassic League, which is... Jurassic League. Jurassic League. I'm just going to take it out of its little sleeve right now. Oh, yes. So, this is issue one of six, and... Written by Daddy. Yep. Well, yes. One of your daddies. One of your three daddies. Yep, one of my three daddies. So, we have... Um, the three main names are Johnson, Gideon, and Spicer. You should art up a little piece of your three daddies all giving you like a head pat. You you just look like a little boy, and, and the three daddies are just there. I'm not like, going to do that. Oh, it's going to make me look like such a weird fan. <laughs> they don't even know me. It's going to look like such a weird fan. <laughs> we don't have to make it public. I know. Just make it an in-joke about your three daddies. Anyway, going on with Jurassic League, number one, uh, we open up with a monologue of, oh, I'm going to get, I want to get the names right. I want to get the names right, because they all have, like, dinosaur, so, Super Sore. We have Superman. Yep, we have Superman. So we have the monologue of Super Sore's father while he sends him to Earth, and Super Sore is picked up and taken care of by two 
humans to cavemen humans. What kind of dinosaur is super sword? I don't know. Whoa. I don't know the dinosaur names. Me either. I never cared. Yeah, me either. And then... I feel you entirely. Yes. And then after that, we... After that one page, we jump into... Um... Oh my gosh. Okay, so I can't find the name. But anyway, we are then introduced to dinosaur Batman running through what is the outskirts of Grotham City, which is just, it's just the wilderness. And it's this giant green, like, crocodile-looking dinosaur with, like, a bat costume on. He's got, like, blue and gray. He's got a utility belt, and he's got, like, a bat symbol on him. He's got, like, the, like, bones on his arms. And so when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, how are they going to do the whole murder thing? Or, like, him not liking murder. And so, what we get in the first couple lines is, I do not speak of the carnivores or the beasts that end the life of one to preserve the life of their own. I am hunting a thing that kills for pleasure. So, he only is against murder if it's for pleasure, but if it's for, like, the circle of life, he's okay with it. This is a parody of, of, based. of the Justice League. So, based. And so he's tracking down a sense, this evil, to this cave. And guess who it is? We Your get Jokerzard, which is a dinosaur version of the Joker. I don't fucking know what he is, but he that's definitely... It's a Charizard, stupid. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> that's a real dinosaur. Real dinosaur. And he even has batarangs. He still has batarangs. <laughs> It's so funny. Oh, and of course, since it's written by Daniel Warren Johnson, we get wrestling moves and combos in this whole this whole comic is so funny. And of course, um it, oh, oh, Joker made this like mountain of like uh of like human bodies. It's okay. like this giant mountain of bodies and organs and shit. That's pretty metal. It is pretty metal. And of course, uh, there's still one human alive, and it's a little child. He's crying for his mom and, and dad, and then uh, Dinosaur Batman gets a flashback to the scent. I remember. I remember now! And he's, like, uh, thinking, about, thinking back when his parents were murdered, and Joker, the Joker's art, murdered his parents when he was a, just a young little T-Rex. So he doesn't look like a T-Rex until, like, you see his, like, parents and, like, when he's a baby, because he's got big ass fucking arms. He kind of looks like uh, crocodile. Um, the the Rugrats toy. Oh in that one yeah, oh, Reptar. Reptar. I love Reptar. King of the Ozone. Mm-hmm. Continuing on with my issue, we have uh, then Joker escapes his grasp, and the little child won't leave uh, our Batman dinosaur away. He won't. Or he won't. He won't leave him alone, and so he follows. Batman, probably going to be his new Robin. For, probably first Robin in this universe. Then we get to meet uh, the uh, trembling Black Mantasaurus, which is just Black Manta fighting... Uh, where is he? Where's the name? Fighting the savior of the waves, Aquaman, which I don't remember if they even say his name. Doesn't look like it. Ooh, nice team shot of all the dinosaurs Yo. there. 
all the Justice Leagues. So we're only introduced to four of them so far, or no? Yeah, one, two, three, four. Yep, three, four. That's so surprisingly missing Wonder Woman. No, she's in it. No, but in that frame. Oh, because where they're all lined up. Because she's thinking about them. Uh, yes. Uh, this actually, I really like the design of this dinosaur Aquaman because he has like barnacles on him and like starfish and just like seaweed kind of reminds me of the upcoming um aquaman andromeda comic which i will be reading andromeda andromeda whatever andromeda i'm gonna call it andromeda from now on just prove it andromeda and then we're introduced to wonder woman becoming wonder woman or her name is actually wonder dawn and oh, I know what that one. Um, um. And she goes off into the world of man to find the rest of the superheroes. Then we're brought to Met Metra Metrogabalypse. These names are pretty rough to, yeah. <laughs> to say. And so we just have Wondersore building a wall around Met Metrogopolypse. He's talking to his family and his people, and they're like, oh, we love you so much. He doesn't have a cape, but he's actually, like, all blue, and his skin already has, like, this weird, like, ass shape, and his feet are, like, red, like, boots. It's actually kind of cool. It's actually a really cool design, I think. But he's naked. Doesn't, doesn't even look like a dinosaur, though. Nah, the tail and the face, that's it. I mean, none of them really look like dinosaurs, except yeah, for their face. Some of them do, kind of. Like, their face, yeah. And then, wow. by the end, they're attacked by Giganta and Brontozaro, Bizarro version of the dinosaur. And um, I know that one is the Brontosaurus. Giganta, I don't. It looks like a yellow lantern, but it does. It looks. I thought it was going to be Sinestro. Yeah, I don't know what that supervillain is. Wow. I'm actually excited to read Andromeda. So, which character is a thesaurus? Uh, thesaurus? Mm. Fuck you, I know- I just realized. <laughs> you know A thesaurus is a fucking book! <laughs> I fucking hate you. <sighs> So you bought this twice, one yep. for each cover. So I accidentally bought the variant cover, and I was like, "Oh wait, I want, I want my, I want Daniel Warren Johnson's cover," you know. And uh, so, what's the uh, variant cover look like? Uh, it's just bat. It's just like the Batman dinosaur. Like, oh. And it was kind of boring. Who is it arted by? Uh, I think Gideon. Gideon. Uh, Ge. Oh, not. How do you say his name? I don't know. G it's like Gideon, but without, but with an E instead of an I. It's like Gideon. Okay. He's like a Pokemon. Interesting. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've read any of his stuff before. I can't remember. Fun. I'm actually really excited to read the rest of the stuff because. Cover I've... price was four bucks I yep. saw. Yep. Worth it? Yeah. Worth more? Yeah. I wouldn't pay more. So if it was five bucks? Yeah. Which was like the variant cover, probably. I think it was like five bucks. I wouldn't pay more than that because I don't think if it's issues, issues shouldn't, you shouldn't have to pay more. They should be like what they are, you know? Mm. But if it's like a collected edition, 
maybe it's a different story. Get it? Different story? Ah! What did you read, sir? All of our cringe jokes are guaranteed to get to be Spencer's 13th reason. <laughs> All I need are nine, buddy. <laughs> We're terrible people. I read Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, The Ms. The Ms. Marvel Years, Volume 1. Ooh, is What's-Her-Face in it? Mommy? Which mommy? You have several of those, too. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> you guessed. You find out. You find out. Scarlet Witch is not in it. Not the mommy I'm talking about. <laughs> that, that is mommy. That is mother. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore you. Um, Jessica Jones. No. <sighs> This includes Giant Size Ms. Marvel number one, which does not sound flattering. Ms. Marvel 1 through 17 and Ms. Marvel Special number one. This series came out in 2006. Uh, the first six issues, I believe, have a time-traveling magician. I don't really remember his name. Um... But he keeps bamfing around, he manipulates time, and he's more annoying for uh, Ms. Marvel than a real fight. He's kind of like a mosquito that doesn't go away. Uh, she enlists the help of Doctor Strange, and they are fighting the magician, and things are cool. I really liked the tone. She's... Uh, struggling with being a little-known superhero, even though she's pretty popular. So she hires a publicist to get, like, good publicity, and it's the same publicist that a lot of Marvel heroes use. Uh, but she also just wants to come home and, like, take a bath and have a glass of wine or something. So, uh, understandable. Um, it felt like that story arc was cut very short because... We had an obligatory Civil War crossover that had nothing really to do with Ms. Marvel. She's enlisted to track down somebody running away from Iron Man's stupid freaking paperwork. Um, the three, two or three issues after that had horrible artwork. It looked very flat and digitized and like it was made in microsoft paint like it was really 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 bad uh thankfully though the original guy comes back after that that's where uh the special was thrown in uh which was really good i think that was intentional to be like no no wait <laughs> despite the two bumps in the road with the civil war crossover and the bad art uh, arc. We, we can still do cool stuff. So it does. It has a cool story with a mutant kid whose imagination changes reality. So he's reading a book and what he imagines is happening in the book turns into reality around him and messes up like everybody's lives. And Ms. Marvel has to come in and help the kid focus his powers and use his imagination to stop evil and stuff. It was wicked cool. Wicked cool. I bet you would like that, that issue. Because it was really good. The last several issues uh, surprisingly follow through with the story from the Civil War 
arc uh, and wraps it up, which was nice because it was left wide open in the three Civil War issues and it sucked. So it was nice to have some closure from that, even though the whole story was kind of unnecessary. Kaka. Then there's an arc with Modoc and AIM. They have a weird dimension uh, bending ooze, and Ms. Marvel has a date with a dude that S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in. Like, so I'm going to pay you $100 to fuck off. And Ms. Marvel feels guilty about being attracted to Wonder Man, so the whole story's kind of a mess. I'm really not simplifying a whole much there, whole bunch there. It's just those bullet points. I really like the opening. It had a good feel to it. It was like, yeah, she's trying to be a superhero. She's trying to have good publicity, but she's also just trying to live her life and go on dates and meet dudes. And this is good stuff. This is what I imagined. And then it kind of went off the rails and I was bummed. It's pretty choppy. It felt like there was no real direction. Mm -hmm. It felt uh, there were some good beats drowned out by what felt like a lot of corporate control. There's two more volumes after this. I don't... It, I found this book on a sale. So... That's why you got it. Cover price is 35 bucks. I found it for 13 And I was like, you know what? That's something out of the ordinary. I'll try it. And for 13 bucks. I'm happy. It, I'd say this book is worth like 10 to 15 depending on how interested you are in Ms. Marvel. Um, but this book is kind of milk toast. It's pretty bland. It's pretty mediocre. Three out of five, you may say. Damn. I wouldn't have expected anything more. I think that would conclude the Dime Comic Rose podcast. It's getting freaking hot in here. It is. I'm sweating. This I is am. hard work. It is hard work. And I have to shit. Ooh. And piss. That is hard work. That is hard work. Um, do you want me to just do the credits while you shit? Yeah. And then we can do happy hour real quick? Yeah, we can do happy hour. Wow. So while spent, uh, yeah. No. Whoa! Sorry, I'm sorry. Whoa! While Spen My cock is not that big. While Spencer has a stick up his ass, and while Colin is shitting out his ass, I'm going to do the credits. So thank you to everybody that listened to this special episode of dime comic bros podcast that i your host hosted jacob hello and colin co-hosted it is made possible by the contributions of our patron saint jeff lorenz he has been a patron for a good long time now and uh i'm spencer and i are actually going to be doing a cool little uh swag swap with jeff lawrence this week i'm super excited for it if you are interested in getting some swag from our sorry i was distracted by the porn collins watching in the bathroom no. i can hear it if you are interested in getting some swag from our show, please make like our patron saint and go over to patreon.com forward slash dime comic bros where you will find three different tiers that you can subscribe to or just a custom tier if that's what tickles your fancy. There are all kinds of rewards there 
such as early access to episodes, uh, stickers sent to you via the USPS mail, um, uh, a Patreon exclusive show made by yours truly and his two co-hosts where we really just talk about anything that comes to mind. The show is called Happy Hour and it was made with the intention of maybe popping open a beer and just decompressing from a hard day of podcasting. But because our schedules are busy, we always change what time we record and daytime drinking is not socially approved of. So, yeah. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. They have all cool, I can't even talk anymore. They have all kinds of cool things for sale in their store, such as comics and games. Please go support them. Because they support us. They actually provided us our table at Free Comic Book Day a couple of weeks ago. And that was heckin' cool. It was my first Free Comic Book Day, and I was happy to be there. It was an experience, and I can't wait to go back. Next week, we will be talking about witches, or witches, because it is spelled W-Y-T-C-H-E-S, which I covered... Maybe a year ago now, and actually bought Spencer a copy of it for like three or four bucks. It's a heck of a steal because it's a great book, and I look forward to the three of us talking about it. If you cannot get enough of us, please follow us on social medias such as Twitter and Instagram, but not Facebook because for some reason Spencer deleted it. Uh, we post all kinds of cool stuff there, uh, such as trivia and news that we don't cover here on Twitter and lots of pictures of us doing derpy things on Instagram. Please follow us. If you would like to contact the show, you can do so via the social media pages or via email at dimecomicbros at gmail.com. I believe that is the end of the credits. Your host, Jacob, will return next week. That's funny because Doctor Strange ended the credits with Doctor Strange will return and literally the whole theater yelled, NO SHIT! I'm talking normally. Why is it always my voice that like fuck shit up? I don't know. But what, it, it's what, coming what, in like, hot. What pitch am I on? Uh, I need to wash my face. I'm sorry. Not wash. I just don't want to throw piss in my eyes. Don't use the bidet. Oh, fuck. Is that the mailman? It's a white cheek. Yeah, and it's got a light on the top. I think that might be the mailman. Or it's a serial rapist that lives in town. Nice. Take me!
take me to church. I sacrificed myself for Colin's sake. Um, I fucking want that, buddy. Yeah, me too. <gasps> we'll get it together. Oh, fuck! Okay. The frick was that? Well, that's the air freshener. Sound like a cat sneezing. Maybe it is. You don't have a cat. Yeah, he is. He's right here. Or he's right over there. In a jar. Dead. <laughs> People don't know how to react to that every time I do that. It's so funny. Anytime you point that thing out, all I can think of is Spencer's freaking riff about sticking your dick in it and deep frying it. <laughs> that was awesome. Cat dick donut. You stink. Huh? You stink. Yeah, I know. Is it seeping out? Oh, yeah. <laughs>